It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. The night I got my guitar, my brother, my older brother, took a hammer and put a hole in the side of my oh guitar. My and I was devastated, and I was upset, and I was a 13-year-old girl, so... What, um. what, what's his problem? <laughs> Welcome to the Musician Studio. I'm Ethan Millard. My guest in studio today is a singer-songwriter in the indie folk genre, Allie Nicole. You may also find her out there as Allie Nicole Timmons. She also plays with a band called Rebel Dottie. Allie, welcome. Thanks so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. So, Allie, uh, I'm really interested in your background. You've got... Well, you're from California, mm-hmm. came to Utah for school, mm-hmm. and I just assumed, oh, well, Allie came to school to study music in the state of Utah. Yeah. But no, you're here actually studying science. <laughs> yes. More, more or less. Yes. Tell me about your, your academic background. Okay, so um, I have one semester left, and I will graduate with two bachelor's degrees in gender studies and neuroscience with minors in chemistry and clinical pediatric research. Now, I'm sure you know this, and it's not true, but people have this this kind of feeling that a scientist is wouldn't be a good musician and a musician wouldn't be a good scientist like they it's they're not two areas of the world that you would think would cross over very much right yeah but how do you do you feel like you have to reconcile those two um i think for a while um i had so many broad interests that i wasn't so sure of myself in that I didn't know if I had one particular thing that I was like super great at. Uh Um, And I think that made me kind of nervous to be a musician or to claim that I wanted to be a scientist or um, anything like that. And uh, I'll be applying for medical school soon. And with that, I've kind of come to the realization that we need um, a broader field of scientists. We need more women. We need more people that are interested in other things. We need doctors that can um, communicate with their patients in more than just you have a tibular, uh, you know, break. Like, you know, you just, you want people that can connect to other people. And I think um, I'm not burned out in any one thing because I have so many things that I'm passionate about and I can balance it all. So, so, in your in your experience, music kind of represents that artistic and communicative side of you that is kind of needed in the scientific world. Yeah, I would say so. Um, I definitely feel like I have to work a little bit harder. I learn some different ways um, than some of my classmates, but I think that it, it works for me. And so what, with it. what do you mean by that? Do you learn differently than your other classmates? Um, I feel like some of my classmates, some of the people I study with, just have science brain. They just hear something, they get it, they run with it, they get the next topic. I have to really like sit with it. I have to make like stupid um, things in my head to remember certain things so yeah. I can remember like the general concept, um, things like that. I don't know. 
No, I, I think it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. When did you first pick up the guitar? Um, so I actually got a guitar for Christmas. I think I was 13. And the night I got my guitar, my brother, my older brother, took a hammer and put a hole in the side of my oh guitar. Oh, my gosh. And I was devastated and I was upset and I was a 13-year-old girl. So, Wait, Is this older brother, younger brother? Older brother. One year older. What, um, what What's his problem? <laughs> Why would you do that? I mean, siblings. I don't know. I the story has never fully come out. It was more. I didn't see it. I more just saw the guitar from the aftermath. So, but I, I talked to my dad, and I was so sad. And my dad told me, "You can get a new guitar. I'll support you getting a new guitar if you learn how to play the first one." And I think that was kind of like incentive to try. And I, I had a guitar teacher at first, but I, I, I like I said, I was a thirteen-year-old girl, so. Uh, I was like super um, Twitter-pated by my probably 17-year-old awkward high school guitar teacher, but I was just mesmerized. So I wasn't really learning anything from him. Right, 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 right. Um, But then when I was 14, that's when I really started to like mess around and play some stuff and kind of teach myself some stuff. So So you learned to play on a guitar that had a hole in it. Yeah, yeah. Did it dramatically impact the sound? I mean, I think I was so terrible that I don't know if it – if I would have noticed if it impacted the sound. Right. It was a not a great guitar. It was the first guitar I got. It was probably like some $75, maybe $100 guitar. Sure. Um, yeah. Yamaha, you know, like just standard. So I don't think it really mattered. I still have it. I never play it, but I still have it. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you bring it to Utah with you? I didn't. I left it at my parents' house. So I figured well, I would be moving a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, when you settle in a more permanent place, you can get it hanging on the wall. Yes. And there it is. Exactly. Your first guitar. It's got the hole in it. The hole in everything. Your exactly. brother can see it every time he comes yeah. over. He can see it and feel guilty. Feel guilty. Exactly. Well, uh, that's, uh, that's a pretty funny story. <laughs> so at what point, though, so you, you picked up on music pretty early. Yeah. At what point... Uh, did you do you did you realize that you could do music like that this was potentially something you could do at a professional level um so like i said i'd always i had written songs from when i was really young and i never really showed them to anyone i was very nervous i was always in choirs and i had solos and stuff but i i was always nervous that people like my parents and my family loved me so much that they wouldn't tell me if I sounded bad. <laughs> so I was scared to sing in front of people. Um, it wasn't until probably until I moved to Utah that I really um, I really got confident in my music. And um, I think my first paid gig was at the University of Utah. And I think I got paid like $200 to headline some show and it was really awesome for me and and I think seeing like people in the audience um be dazzled by the musician was super awesome and I don't know I think the songs I write are so personal that when I saw people being interested in when people came up to me after and when people wrote me notes that they thought I was brave and that they loved my music and when people were crying in the audience I think that's when I was like Wow, I I can do this. Like yeah. this is awesome. I yeah. want to keep doing this. Yeah, you're doing it. You were doing it. So yeah. Do you remember the first song you ever wrote? Yes. What was it? Um, so it was a song about my mom, actually. Really? Well, uh, well, the first one I ever wrote, or the first one that I remember that I wrote. The first one I ever wrote was about a, a crush, but it wasn't like a full form song. It was just like, you know, 
a little a little ditty. But do you do you remember it still? Um, sort of, sort of, sort of. It was about a guy named Brooke Roney in high school. Brooke or Roney in, in junior high. Yes, it's like, that's that's a name out of like a teen romantic comedy, oh, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, Brooke yeah. Roney. He was dreamy when I was little. So you ever look him up? Uh, I've actually run into him in Salt Lake, which oh, is kind of really? weird. <laughs> that is funny. That is, well, a lot of people come to Salt Lake, you know, yeah. for various reasons. Yeah. Well, could is this? I'm kind of sabotaging you with this, but you brought your guitar. You yes. have your guitar. You were going to play. We were going to find an opportunity for you to play a little bit. Yeah. Do you remember that very original song? Could you, could you fumble through? Kind of the tune? I, I didn't write it on guitar, so I would have oh. no idea. Yeah. The, the song I wrote about my mom was the first song I wrote with a guitar and everything. And do you remember it? Would you, like, play just a little bit of it if you can remember? Sure. All right. Um, let me just – oh, this is going to be kind of awkward because what if I don't – You – let me think. Let me think. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Put me on the spot here. Maybe. There we go. I had to get the right structure first. Right, right, right. You would look at her and say she's happy. I love that. That was amazing. Thank you. That was really amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So tell me about the tell me about the song. The words. Uh, it's a. It's. Uh, what's the word I, I want to use? It's serious. That's a heavy song. Yeah. No, it is. Um, so, I think I found music mostly as an outlet, as like a therapeutic tool. Um, so actually, my mom committed suicide when I was. 14 when I I had just turned 14 and like I said I had written before um I actually write I found out that she had committed suicide and I had an audition two days later for this art sporting school that I had like wanted to go to I didn't want to audition I didn't want to go my dad kind of just like made me and was like you have to you know you've gone this far just audition and I think Going to that school was almost like a saving grace for me just because um, that's a lot to handle, especially when you're 14. Um, And so I was kind of on my own. I had a roommate and everything, but I I was on my own a lot. I had this guitar. I had a lot lot of feelings that I really didn't understand. And I think when I started writing about her and writing about how I felt about the situation, um, this song just came out pretty 
easily. And, you know, I, I wasn't super great at guitar. It's like four chords, very simple. But um, I, f- I feel like all all my feelings that I didn't really understand were like perfectly placed in this first um, completed song that I did. And I don't know, I think it's been a really great starting point because I've written more about um, sort of just like mental illness and I talk about it when I get a gig. Um, If I'm playing a song, I'll kind of just say that, you know, it's something that people don't talk about a ton and they need to. And I think as a musician, you kind of have the ability to just say whatever you want. And so that's what I wanted to say then, I guess. Does music can music then, I guess, and particularly this manifest in this song. Yeah. Helped you process. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Still to this day still helps me process, you know, you still feel those emotions. Oh yeah. I, I always, um, tell people when, if they're close to me and their parents die, you know, like people are always going to tell you like, it's okay. It gets better. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily get get better you just have a different perspective the more um you grow up and the more you experience your own life and you experience um you know like heartbreak and happiness and just like these true emotions and I think the older you get the more you can really understand other people's feelings and so um especially with my music my music itself has grown but definitely uh, how I write about other things and other people has changed a lot. Well, we're going to take a we're going to pause here just for a second. Okay. Uh, but if you're enjoying this episode, I know I am. You can find Allie Nicole on SoundCloud. Uh, if you just look for Allie Nicole Timmons on SoundCloud, then you can uh, her stuff pulls right up. Uh, you can also watch for her playing with Rebel Dottie uh, and uh, also follow her on Instagram. Now this one's a little <laughs> more tricky. But I bet if you, I bet if you looked up Allie Nicole Timmons on Instagram, and she'd pop right up. If you want to go straight to her profile, it's at Schmaglionez, spelled the way it sounds. So yes. if you can imagine how Schmaglionez might be spelled, I think you'll pretty much hit right on it. So we're we're gonna grab a, a quick break. When we come back, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, your background in music, the things you love about it, and then also. Uh, I'll, I'm going to ask you to play something else. Awesome. Maybe something more contemporary. Okay. You know, I, yeah. by contemporary, I mean current. My current, current music. Correct. Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back to Musician Studio. I'm Ethan Millard. I have Allie Nicole Timmons here with me. She's a singer and a songwriter. You can find her on Instagram, Schmaglionace. <laughs> or on SoundCloud, Allie Nicole Timmons. Uh, you know, it's interesting. So that little reset that I just did, Allie, mm-hmm. is a reflex from my time in radio. So mm-hmm. I spent 11 years in terrestrial radio. Mm-hmm. And you're constantly resetting. Because right. people are tuning in and tuning out. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's something that I don't have to do anymore in these digital podcasts. Right. You don't have to reset because every podcast is listened to from the beginning. No one joins a podcast halfway through. Mid- midway. <laughs> no one does that. It's not like a radio show. Right. But I still do that. And sometimes I think to myself, oh, man, Ethan, you don't have to do that anymore. But I did. <laughs> I liked it. I yeah, liked it. Well, you know what? It helps keep everyone, at least, helps at least keep everything fresh in your mind. Yes. Right? Yes. All right. So, Allie, um, 
as we wrapped up uh, the the last segment, we were talking about how music helps you deal with a lot of difficult things, specifically the the terrible death of of your mother, mm-hmm. which you wrote that amazing song about. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I have. I've heard similar kinds of experiences from a lot of musicians that I've interviewed. Mm -hmm. And I'm impressed that even though you are diving into such serious and sometimes such emotional things, I'm really impressed that you're doing it publicly. Mm -hmm. Don't you ever feel really vulnerable when you get up there and you sing songs to total strangers and they're about you and your own feelings. They're really personal. Um, I think I used to. I think after my mom died, I realized, like, I have so much to say and people need to hear it. And I think for me, I get more nervous uh, just talking to people about, you know, these are my feelings. I, I feel like years worth of therapy has helped me. <laughs> but um, in terms of music, I think. Uh, you know, having a guitar in front of you can almost be like a crutch. Like you're you're masked in a way. You know, um, like like this is what people expect from you. Yeah, like I'm I'm on stage to perform, and um, even I think a lot of people with music identify with it. And so instead of being like, oh, that poor girl, like that's so sad, or anything like that, they look internally and they're like, oh my gosh, I feel the same way, or I had the same heartbreak or like I don't I don't know just things like that. Yeah. Um so yeah, I don't really get nervous unless I just wrote a song and I'm not very good at playing it on guitar. I don't really get oh, nervous okay. to All play right. for people. So you're nervous more about the performance than about like the reception of or yeah. the or the content. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that ma- that makes some sense. That yes. makes some sense. <laughs> you know when you uh on in the work that I've done which and there's a performance element too. Mhm. But I have the option to either dial up or dial down the personal nature right. of it. You know, I, right. I don't have to tell anyone anything about myself. Right. And so I don't have that same kind of vulnerability. But I see, I see musicians like yourself time and time again deliberately put themselves into really vulnerable situations publicly. And I'm, and I'm amazed by that. I think it's a very brave thing to do. Yeah. I mean – I think that with my music, at least, sometimes I almost feel like forced to write that song. Like my emotions are I'm so confused about things and it just comes out so fast. Like I can write it down so fast or I can um, just improv so fast that like my words come out before I can even process what is actually happening. Yeah. And I think with that, um, I don't know, it just it like I have to write that song. It's not I... And then once it's a good song, I'm like, well, this is a great song. I'm going to perform this for everyone. But it's not necessarily like I'm going to write about how shitty this situation was <laughs> and show it to the world. Right. I feel like sometimes they just write write themselves before I can really put much input into it. So, Will you play something else? Sure. Um, uh, I'll, let the, I'll let this be the artist's choice. Okay. I won't put you on the spot for, for okay. anything else. Okay. So this is my newest song. Oh, great. Okay. Keeping up with your bad habits is wearing me thin. 
I'm not used to old vices taking precedence over my love. Well, you light it up, you light it up like it's your last breath. You lit me up, you lit me up like you don't believe in consequences. I'm not your heroine. Darling, I'm not your heroine, my dear. I couldn't save you like she could, 'cause I don't believe in letting go of my fears. I'm not your alcohol, baby. I couldn't drown your sorrows away. I'm gonna make you feel something. You won't want me coursing through your veins. Heroin, I can take it like she could. Heroin, I can save you 'cause I'm no good at being no good. I love it. Thank Tell you. me about it. Tell me about that song. Um, yeah, so I started. Sometimes when I write songs, I um, use what is it on a Mac where you can just record yourself like a video of yourself. Right. Uh huh.、Um, I use that, and I'll just kind of jam and play. And I think I wrote that a couple summers ago. The just a tiny part of it, and I was.、Uh, I I feel like I was in a place where I couldn't. Finish it, and I didn't know how I felt.、Uh, I I had dated a guy that、um, was like one of my best friends for that summer, and we never like we never fell in love. It wasn't anything like that, but it was one of those things that、uh, you know he was a he was a real good friend to me, and、um, he was on Suboxone, and that summer he withdrawed from Suboxone, which is really intense. If anyone knows anyone that has withdrawn from anything,、um, and then kind of. Towards the end, he was supposed to move anyway, and just like the last second, he、uh, did heroin again after six years of not doing it.、Um, and so it was just a song. I was just frustrated, and it was song a song coming from a place of like,、um, I think just yeah, frustration and like a little bit of anger. And I couldn't finish it. I couldn't finish it, and I was kind of in a writer's block、um, this last year. The last, yeah, probably. Last like eight months, eight months ago, I was in a writer's block,、um, and I was looking through my computer at all the songs I'd kind of like doodled around with, and I found that one, and I was like, I'm gonna finish this. And so I took it. I came. I didn't know how I wanted the chords to be or like any of the finger picking. Really, I had a little bit of it, so I took it to my band, and I actually just sat them all down. And I was like, Okay, I have a song. I need you guys to help me, and I sang it to them a cappella, and I was like. Isn't good. Like I don't know. Yeah, and then、right. they were like, "You have, you have to finish this song. You have to write this song." And so、um, Lucas, the guitar player in my band, kind of helped me with just the chorus. And、uh, at first, I was very particular, and they wanted to do it a different way. And I was like, "No, no, no! It has to be this. It has to be sad. Like that's how I felt." And、uh, then it 
I don't know. Then it just finished, and it, I don't know. It's one of my favorite songs to play with my band now. Uh, did uh, why did why did his drug use come through in this song? Was it you know you mentioned you got really angry? Were you anger angry because you couldn't help him? Angry because it was bad for you, or you know what? Why were you? Why was what he did so impactful to you and manifest itself like this? Yeah, I think. Um, I think it was because I was just, you know, there for him when he was withdrawing from a lot of other stuff. And I think I took things personal when I don't think it necessarily was now, like we're friends now. And, um, but I think I was just so frustrated and I just felt like, um, like I, I loved that guy. And even though I wasn't in love with him, I still like wanted him to feel, feel okay and feel better. And I just felt like. Um, at the end of the song, it says, um, I, I knew your devotion the minute you said her name, like she was a part of you because just the way he talked about this addiction and it was just like all encompassing. And I think if you know any addicts, like you just, you know that, um, it, it kind of takes over their life and it becomes like this person that that's I kind of personified heroin in this song to be someone that he thought was going to fix him, someone that would like take away the pain, um, someone that was like this whole identity part of him. Um, and I don't know if that's necessarily how it was or just how I thought it was in, in my head, um, but I wrote a song about it. So so you're you're still friends. Yes. Does he know about the song? Has he heard it? I played it for him once. What was his reaction? Uh, I think he – I don't think that he necessarily gave me his reaction then. I think he gave me his reaction a few months later when he like finally said like I don't think I realized how much it affected you. But his reaction then was kind of like a little awkward. Like <laughs> He was like that's a really good song but right. you know. Yeah. We just kind of brushed by it. But yeah, I wasn't trying to like – grill him and be like right 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 i understand yeah. you were trying to guilt him out or change yeah. him but you were sharing something that yes. was i mean really you're sharing something that's represents an important part of your life right your relationship yeah. with him yeah yeah oh for sure yeah no i think i think he realized later that it affected me a little bit more but i don't know well and maybe this comes back around to the point you made earlier where there are parts of this world, and in your case, science and medicine, mm -hmm. that needs that artistic touch oh, in yeah. the communication. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely not a type A person at all. I'm, my brain is chaotic all the time. If you look at my uh, chemistry notes, it's like writing in the <laughs> margins and in different colors and like not organized at all. Right. Um, and I think that kind of just uh, mirrors my life experience in a way um and i think with that i can identify with people and i can sympathize with people that are going through really hard life things you know a lot of people i'm i'm not unique in that way that you know someone has been a partner to someone that was addicted or a daughter to a, a mother that committed suicide and i don't i don't want it to sound like all my songs are like these really <laughs> intense like themes they're just some of my I don't know some of my best work I would say so well I, I think you're absolutely right and it and it it makes sense now in talking with you you can see why those kinds of emotions manifest themselves like that in your uh, 
in in your music you know it's kind of part of that ongoing ongoing journey of kind of finding the humanity in the world and and i just i think the juxtaposition between your your science work and your music is it's just amazing yeah it really is so well ali thanks for doing this yeah no worries this has been really great i've really enjoyed it I have enjoyed being here. Uh, you can find Allie Nicole at uh, on Instagram. <laughs> Schmaglionese. <laughs> Sorry. The, Every time you just laugh a little bit more. <laughs> that name. Uh, if you just searched Allie Nicole Timmons, I'm sure it'll pop right up on Instagram and you'll see her. Uh, also on SoundCloud, Allie Nicole Timmons. You can also watch for playing with the band Rebel Dottie here in the area. Allie, thank you again. Thank you so much.